Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from our studios in Washington, D.C. If you'd like to be a part of the program today, the number to call is 515-605-9888, 515-605-9888, as we talk the holidays from a little bit of a different angle. We're going to talk about uh, holidays and, and dirty laundry when it comes out at Thanksgiving or Christmas time. As we do the show live today, Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And as you know, those holiday get-togethers can be awkward at best. <laughs> you, you may have a drunk uncle who teeters into the room. Uh, political arguments have gotten more and more polarizing uh, in the last few years. Family gossip always makes its way into things. And uh, Turkey Day gets tumultuous. But it could be worse. And when I say worse, I mean way worse. Our guest today, Kevin Miller, woke up one morning and learned he's not really Kevin Miller after all. The Miller family name he'd used his entire life wasn't even his real name. This guy's an Air Force veteran. He's been around the world, and in his search to find out why his whole family name had been changed and nobody knew about it, Kevin uncovered some family secrets that are pretty harsh. Uh, brutal abuse, alcoholism, multiple miscarriages, incredible struggles, and a secret family murder. How about trying to explain all that around your Thanksgiving feast? What do you do? Well, in Kevin's case, he wrote about it in his new book, Heart of Steel. It is an Amazon bestseller, and Kevin Miller is here to talk to us about it live. Hey, Kevin, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks, Burke. It's great to be here. Looking forward to talking to you this morning. So this must have really put you back on your heels. So take me back to where you were and how you found out that you're not really Kevin Miller. Well, let me tell you, um, Burke, this, this, this was a, a few years ago, probably a, a several years back. I got a call from my uncle who had attended a, a funeral of uh, a relative and some cousins of ours approached him and handed him some uh, old newspaper articles and they said because you might want to read these um, and as he read those uh, they kind of chronicled a, a family scandal that we had back in, in 1920 and we, what we learned from that is our true name family name is not Miller um, it's actually Puhalski very Polish name. Um, my uncle called, you know, I, I talked to him and, and he, you know, he told me about, it. he says, I got to send you these, you know, these newspaper articles because you guys are going to want to read these, you know, being the family. So we got hold of them and read through them. There's, there's like a series, you know, because the, the, uh, the Warren Tribune at the time in Warren, Ohio chronicled the whole uh, scandal as it kind of went along. And what, what had happened is it's, my great-grandfather, George Pahalski, was, was murdered in his sleep. He was shot in the right temple as he slept. And a big scandal broke out. My great-grandmother was tied and bound and, and gagged. Um, she claimed that 
three men broke into her home, her farmhouse. They had a big farmhouse in Southington, Ohio. It's just right outside Warren in Northeast Ohio. And they stole uh, $600, uh, some accounts say $500, and they shot my great-grandfather in his sleep and took off with the money. And uh, she was left bound and tied. My, my grandfather, who was 12 years old at the time, uh, uh, woke up and, and came across her, and, and she, you know, fran- she was frantic, and she sent him to the sheriff. You know, in, in 1920, rural Ohio, there, we, they didn't really, not many people had a, a phones or electricity, so they didn't have a phone, so he had to run. She sent him running to get the sheriff uh, to bring him back. And then things kind of break down as it goes along, a, a scandal kind of breaks out. You know, the truth, some things aren't always as they seem, as they say, and as investigators investigated and looked into this, um, it, uh, you know, this, the story kind of started to fall apart. And uh, this is amazing. My grandfather, uh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Miller is our guest today. And, and the, uh, although I, I perhaps should not call you Kevin Miller, your, your real last name is, Pulhowski? Did I say that correctly? Pulhowski. Yes, Pulhowski. Yeah, it took me a little while to get the the right pronunciation uh, figured out. I was, um, you know, I I would uh, I was asking a, a lot of people of, with Polish descent and heritage and stuff. Hey, how do you say how do you say this name? You know, and and the consensus was, and and you know, some very knowledgeable people said it's the C is silent, so it's Pulhowski. It's not because I was pronouncing it Pukalski to Pulchowski. I wasn't sure. But the C is silent, and the correct pronunciation is Puhalski. So you had no idea. And by the way, if you're just joining us, Kevin Miller is our guest today. We're talking about uh, holiday secrets, things that may come up at the Thanksgiving uh, dinner table and, and how to sort of navigate through all that. Kevin's written a book about his family secret that he didn't know about, where, where his whole family history was was whitewashed. His name was even changed. Uh, he's written a book called Heart of Steel. and. You can find it online at heartofsteelbook.com, amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Um, Kevin, so you had no idea then that, that you were uh, of Polish descent, and, and your grandfather, you had mentioned, was 12 years old when this, this murder happened. He never talked about this to anybody? No, um, he he took this all this information he took to his grave, and you know they um, him and his siblings swore a, a vow of silence, you know about you know the family secrets and the family scandal, and they all were very hush about it. And my grand my my uncle, the one I mentioned that that got the newspaper articles to us was in the hospital room when my grandfather passed away in 1986, and and he looked at his grandfather and he says he said pops. Tell me about your life, you know, and my grandfather looked up at him and kind of raised a, a finger and just said, don't ever ask me about my life. And and that was it. And he, he wouldn't and he didn't. He didn't tell us anything about it. It took a lot of digging to uncover, you know, the truth of of our family and, and to figure out what it was and, and why he took this to his grave even. You know, so, um, Kevin, in today's mm-hmm. world, there's, uh, there, there are all these services like uh, 23andMe.com, Ancestry.com, and with, with modern technology, more and more family secrets, if you will, are coming out, and, and, and sometimes it's with great results, and then many times it makes the news, uh, the results are not good. So I guess uh, my question to you would be, when, when you found this information out, uh, knowing that your grandfather wanted to keep it quiet, 
Was there an internal struggle for you? You eventually wrote a book about it. We know that you decided to bring it out, but, but did you at any time think, well, gosh, he wanted these things buried for a reason? We probably shouldn't bring it up, or what was your thought process? Yeah, you know what? No, I, I, that's a good point because I, I did struggle with that. You know, I, I kind of tossed that around because it's like he, he took these secrets to the grave for a reason, and, and the reason was to protect his family, protect his mother, protect his family, protect us, and change our name to a common name like Miller to kind of just separate us from the scandal. So, yeah, I did struggle with that. But the conclusion I came to is the story is, is my grandfather was such an amazing man, and I just had to tell his story. I, I just, I'm sorry, Grandpa, you know, and I know, you know, you wanted to keep this a secret, but it's, it's a story I just felt it needed to be told because his, his story, he, he was a hero in my, in my mind, you know, and, and, um, and I needed to tell the story, and, and I felt that it needed to be told for the generations of Millers to follow, you know, so that it could be it's something that could be passed down so that, you know, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren can see where they, you know, where they came from. You know, it's a, it's a story I didn't want to be buried forever because I think it's a an inspirational story. I think it's a story that's uplifting, that – you know, people that read the story, you know, they, they tell me it's like I was so moved by the story, and I, I love this family. I cried. I laughed. I, I was angry. I felt his pain. But it has it, – it, it, it gives hope to people, I think, and it inspires people, and I think that that just needed to be told. It needed to be written, so I made the decision to go ahead and put it in a, in a story, in a book. And uh, get it out there. Kevin Miller is our guest today, and and the the book is that he's talking about is Heart of Steel. It's based on this true story, amazing true story of his grandfather, uh, Stanley, and and what he went through. Since we do have folks that are heading into the holiday season, Kevin, and and these awkward family conversations can come up yeah. over the Thanksgiving table I, and at yeah. Christmas time, and and uh, you know when people have had a a beverage or two at New Year's Eve. I, I wonder right. if. If you, when you decided to write this book, did you get any blowback from your relatives? And if so, how did you deal with it? You know what? That's a, that's another good question because um, I, w- I was concerned about that. I mean, my immediate family, my father, who's still alive in 86, is just was so thrilled that I wrote this story. He, he encouraged me to write this story about my grandpa, you know, who I was very close to as well. Didn't know him as well as I thought I did, obviously. But, um, but I, and all my siblings, all my, you know, media family were very supportive. I mean, the family, it kind of stretches out because, you know, my great uncle Frank, my, my grandfather's younger brother, and of course his younger sisters and older sisters still have relatives who are alive. And, and some of the relatives I, I never met or never knew, I've since met them. So that's another benefit of writing the book is I've, I've met a lot of relatives, you know, that I didn't know. But they were, um, I was a little worried, you know, I was like, oh, gosh, I hope they take this right. I hope they, you know, I don't, you know, it, it, it doesn't bring up, you know, painful, um, you know, things for anybody. But the the uh, feedback I've gotten from all my, my cousins, distant cousins and, and people is just, they just wrote me and thanked me for writing the book. They said, we read the book and, you know, it's a beautiful story and thank you for writing this, you know, thank you for, for sharing this and telling the story. So it was a big relief to me, you know, to get that kind of positive feedback and, and every single person has been positive. I've not had one um, negative uh, blowback. The only, 
the only comment I got, I, I got back from um, my, my great aunt Sophie, who was uh, my grandfather's older sister. Now her, her daughter, one of her daughters is still alive. And, and she wrote me a, a, a pretty touching email. And she said, I, I have to tell you that the first part of this story, because there's some abuse that involved here. My great grandfather was a very cruel and a, and a physically abusive person. You know, and he beat my grand, my great grandmother, and and my great aunt Sophie. But she says that first part of the book was very difficult for me. I, I had a hard time, you know, getting through it and reading, you know, reading through it. And I'm, and I was like, I totally, totally understand that. I said it was hard for me too. I had tears in my eyes as I'm writing this, you know, because I, I could just feel, you know, just feel the pain and the emotion of it. It's very emotional. Um, so, but, but the reception has been very, very good and very positive and very supportive. And, and everybody that's related to me or related to me somehow has, has bought the book and read it. So I'm, I'm very happy and very pleased that, um, that it's had such a great response. What an amazing story. Kevin Miller is our guest. If you're just joining us on the Burke Allen show, he's written a book called heart of steel about a uh, family secret that came out at a funeral when somebody handed his uncle some old newspaper clips in the 1920s, and Kevin found out his last name isn't Miller at all, and his entire family name was changed. Uh, there was a, a murder involved and some abuse and some, some pretty big family secrets. So when we come back after the break, Kevin, I want to get some top tips from you on how to handle this uh, family baggage that might come up during the holiday season. It's the Burke Allen Show. Our number, if you'd like to be a part of it, 515 605 9888 515-605-9888. Back with more with author Kevin Miller and his book Heart of Steel at heartofsteelbook.com right after this on the Burke Allen Show. Hang on. 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now you can be a part of the experience Live. Landau Eugene. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. You're America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. kicks off his Home for the Holidays tour this weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. Get all the tour details at LandauMurphyJr.com. It's the Burke Allen Show live from Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening today. Our guest is Kevin Miller, whose real last name isn't Miller after all. It was changed secretly by his grandfather. The entire family history is sort of whitewashed and rewritten. And Kevin found out about it when he was handed some old yellow newspaper clippings and uh, sort of dug into the family history. And boy, did he uncover a can of worms. You can find the book at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, wherever great books are sold. 
or online at uh, heartofsteelbook.com. The book is Heart of Steel. The author is Kevin Miller. And as we do the show live on the Blog Talk Radio Network, we're coming up on the Thanksgiving holiday. Now, this is when lots of extended relatives tend to get together. And uh, these, these kinds of family secrets tend to come up, family stories, some painful things from family backgrounds. And, Kevin, I wonder if, if you might share a couple of your top tips on, on how you handled this sort of stuff to a very extreme case and uh, top tips you might share with other people about airing their dirty laundry during the holidays. Yeah, um, it definitely it definitely makes you think, you know, about that. And, and one of the things in writing this story, I kind of I kind of came to the conclusion is, you know, my grandfather, it was it, family was so important to him. I mean, he put his family first. He sacrificed his own life to take care of his family. He was the patriarch of our family. And 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 the example I think he set is that you 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 know you take care of each other you don't fight with your family you know i mean you, i mean you can have disagreements and arguments and stuff but you know you keep things respectful and and he always emphasized that you know you know brothers shouldn't be fighting you know with each other i mean and uh but but he was real strict with that and, and it's funny because I, you know all those things i did not know about my grandfather growing up and and but just the lessons you know that he taught us with that with respecting each other and and looking out for each other and you know making sure you take care of each other i i you know i tried to i tried to carry that in into my life and 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 you know and use those those lessons and stuff by 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 following that but of course you know it's not always the case like you say i mean you get networking together on the holidays and somebody's drinking there's always somebody that you know likes to you know spiel off stuff but how do you handle that you know i mean i think you just kind of once again you know just you know everybody just kind of kind of stick together and you know and and you you deal with those people you know in the most uh you know respectful but you know, I think sometimes firm way that you can, you know, because it's, there's always that, there's always that person. There's, and like you say, there's always political disagreements and, and sports disagreements and, and all those kinds of things But we just have to understand that we, we, we all don't think alike, you know, you know, we're family, we love each other, we care about each other, we respect each other. If we can't agree on politics and it gets everybody, you know, fired up, then how about we talk about, you know, something else, you know, and kind of get away from that a little bit. Alcohol abuse, I mean, I, you know, that that's a tough one because, you know, if you have a relative that's got those issues, you know, you really need to kind of get together as a family and, and get that person some help or suggest some help or, do you know, do something to kind of push them, you know, towards getting help because obviously – um, you know, the family is, is, is the people who really should, you know, uh, kind of push that. But, uh, but yeah, there's been some awkward moments. I can, I can say at it, it, our Thanksgiving table and our Christmas table and, and learning this, you know, just is beyond, it just kind of had my head spinning when, when we kind of learned of this scandal of abuse and, and physical abuse and, and what, you know, my grandfather and his siblings had to endure, what my great grandmother had to endure. You know, she lost six, six children, six babies, six pregnancies just by beatings from my great grandfather. Um, and then, Kevin you know, Miller's my our guest in the, the book is heart of steel. And it's just, a, the, I can understand why your head is spinning. It's just an amazing, 
amazing story. And I wonder if there's a part of you, Kevin, that, that wishes you'd never found out about all this stuff, about what a bad guy your great-grandfather was and about the, the secret family murder and about all of this stuff that happened in your past, and up to and including that your real last name isn't Miller. I mean, is there a part of you that says, man, I wish I would have never known. Ignorance would be bliss. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, there's 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 two sides to that. On, on the one hand, I'm you know I'm glad I know I'm glad I know you know my real heritage uh, and and where that goes. And on the other hand, it's like you, you know I have a great grandfather who was physically abusive and cruel and mean, who drank. You know, he had a, a very bad uh, alcohol problem. He drank a lot of whiskey and he would turn mean. And you know, you, you start to think, you know, do those things carry down the generations? You know, is that something? You know, you got to worry about you know with your your own family and your own children. Is is that genetic? Is there something genetic there? You know that might pass down, or, or you know, is and and just the kind of embarrassment or humiliation of knowing that you have relatives and ancestors that you know had this problem. So I can see why my grandfather you know wanted to cover it up and and just you know wipe it out and and start the family anew by changing our name to Miller. So th- there is some things. There's two sides of that, and it's it, it is kind of uh, disheartening and 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 sad when when you think about you know the abuse and 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 those things. And but on the other hand, it, I was happy to learn about the story because it, it I learned about my grandfather, you know, who I love dearly. It, it taught me a lot about him. So on that aspect of it, in that angle, I'm very glad you know to have taken all this knowledge in and learned it. It's it's worth you know the bad side of it's worth was worth the good side to me you know to learn the story. So um, Kevin Miller is our guest today. The book is Heart of Steel. It's based on the true story of his, his grandfather Stanley, who um, uh, took a, an amazing set of secrets to his grave, and uh, Kevin uncovered them and, and wrote this story. And, and you've been talking about this in in the media around the country, including making a trip back to Ohio uh, where all this happened in the 1920s. And, and I'd love to spend a couple of minutes on, on sort of the investigative part of this story, because I think it's fascinating. How did you, how did you take a couple of old newspaper clippings from almost a hundred years ago in a small town, Ohio, and get enough information to turn it into a book? What, what sort of investigative stuff did you do? You're, you're an old air force guy. Uh, you're not a professional writer. You're not a private uh, detective. So how do you go about doing that if someone's interested in, in finding out their own family history? What did you do? You know what? I, well, I, and I started. I started with the newspapers, like you said, because there was quite a few of them. And, and in those newspapers, there was other information. I mean, I located, you know, the town of Southington where where this occurred. And I started looking up on Ancestry.com. I, I you know, got a my father had a subscription to that and we, we actually researched that to find, because at first we, we weren't sure of the, the correct spelling of the name Puhalski and, and we verified that and then found, you know, our relatives on ancestry. I actually took a DNA test with 23andMe, which, which showed me to be 39% um, Polish descent and, and used some of those things there. And, and, and the 23andMe also helped me locate the, um, this, you know, the city where, where my relatives are from. I, I learned that my, uh, my great-grandparents were from a town or a city in, in Poland. Um, I, believe the, I believe the town is uh, 
uh, rat, rat is a towel. I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, but it, it helped me locate, you know, where they immigrated from in Poland. And then I also, when we're back in Ohio, we just went to the uh, the records, you know, the Trumbull County records, and looked up uh, the plat because one of the things I wanted to find, I wanted to find the farm, and it and it took some time. I found the deed, but it didn't have an address. It had a legal description. On, on the address, and then I worked with a, a lady from the Historical Society in Warren, and she had sent me a plat map, a property map from 1899, and when I matched the um, the legal description to the property description, it matched perfectly, so I was able to locate the exact location of the farm. It was a huge farm, 98-and-a-half-acre farm, so we were able to locate that and figure that out. We also wanted to find George Buholsky's, my great-grandfather's gravesite, because the newspaper said he was buried in St. Mary's Cemetery in Warren, and the service was at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Warren. So we went to the Catholic Church, got records, verified that he was there, uh, went to the gravesite looking for his grave. Um, we did not find his grave. We know he's in there, but either the gravestone is worn away or he didn't have a marker. So, um, so that 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 turned up a little bit empty on that that regard. But then I'm um, going to the courts and finding court docs because I, I, I retrieved some court documents of all the court cases, the uh, a murder trial that went on, and was able to pull a lot of information out of there. Also, uh, my dad handed me a, a stack of of records, and and he had a letter from uh, his uh, cousin that detailed that seemed to know a lot about uh the story um she she knew she knew some things and she had she had written him in a letter and stuff so i'd pulled a lot of the information from letters and then just talking to family members just getting piece by piece just by interviewing family members my father was a good resource as well to try to piece this thing together yeah kind of kind of like a detective you're just taking pieces of a puzzle and kind of putting them together and and writing the story that way so um, and in the areas that I could not find out or figure out, you know, I would have to just use creativity as a writer and, and write those things. Uh, we visited the location where the orphanage was because my grandfather and siblings found themselves, you know, all alone by themselves and on their own in, a, in, a, in an orphanage, Trumbull County Children's Home in Warren, Ohio at the time and uh we found it's now a hospital there and there's a parking lot where the orphanage once was but 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 my grandfather you know i learned that he actually ran away from that orphanage he got out and escaped the orphanage um with the purpose of hopping a train ended up in chicago and you know getting uh saving enough money so he'd come back and and steal his siblings out of the orphanage as well because that's that's who he was he he took care of his family that was his main goal was to do that. So we, we located the location of the orphanage. It's, like I said, it's no longer there. But um, it, it was a fun trip because we just kind of went through Warren, Ohio, and drove around just kind of reflecting, you know, and, and thinking a lot of these old buildings are still here. I'm, I'll bet when he ran away, you know, he, he ran down this street, down Market Street, and, and he might we might be looking at the same buildings that he was looking at, you know, and just kind of wondering, you know, what, what would be, what would have been going through his mind? Because I'm sure he wasn't quite sure where he was headed and, and what he was going to do. But but he had a plan, you know, and he and he followed through with it. So, but uh, but yeah, it took a, it took about three years to put put everything together to where I felt I could sit down and write the story, and and get that you know put together. And the last part of the story is him meeting my grandmother, my 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 Irish grandma. Um, and and it's kind of a love story. So 
so the first first part of the book kind of you know it's 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 kind of takes you emotionally you know to places that are you know that are tough and then you know it ends well because it ends with a, a beautiful love story and and my grandparents were together for 59 years and and uh so that was some of those things I, I knew myself, you know, just by having a relationship with my grandparents. But but a lot of interviews, I would suggest and recommend, you know, interview everybody and anybody that you can that's involved. Go to the library. The library was a, a big resource for us because they had a um, genealogy department in Warren that, that, that just printed out a, more newspaper articles that I didn't have and and a lot of, you know, extra information and suggestions and and uh, and then the historical society was was very helpful. The the young lady that uh, worked at the historical society uh, called me up. She says, I normally charge like eighteen dollars an hour, you know, to do research for folks because, but I'm so intrigued by this story that I'm just doing it for free, you know. <laughs> and she would call me and email me, you know, updates of stuff that she found out. And she was very helpful um, in information she provided. So and then just go into the to find where the records are. Look up old records of property records, marriage certificates, death certificates. I actually found because I asked my dad. I said, "Hey, describe the farm to me." And he's like, "I I can't." And it was 1920. I was long before I was born. And I'm like, "But what he handed me, there were some legal documents that had um, uh, where the farm was auctioned off to pay for." the orphanage and legal fees or whatever it was the county was taking, you know, auctioning things off for to pay for, but it listed it in an inventory of every single thing that was on the farm. And, and it gave me a real, it painted a beautiful picture of what the farm looked like. So I was able to, to, to pull that information to describe the farm. So. Heart of Steel is the incredible true story that Kevin Miller has written about his family and his family secrets. Check it out at heartofsteelbook.com, online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.